I don't know how we've gotten here exactly. I mean, we certainly know we went through a cave and followed a glowing tree root that seems to somehow be related to the maple tree that grew after Perisot fell. But I could not tell you how far down we are or how far we are from Lake and Hearth. We have been brought here by Schnobik. I'm not sure if it was a wise decision or not. We have met the four escorts of the White Lady. My eyes, my heart, my fury. That one scares me a bit. And Schnobik, perhaps aware of it, is known as my last. Either way, I've seen a Walter Faust in the space we find ourselves in, but he has disappeared as the others came in and changed the lighting in the room. I'm concerned about what will happen. But so far we have not been harmed and it does not seem like we are in immediate danger. But I do worry that Schnobik has led us into a trap of some sort. Are you ready for Dungeon Dads? Oh, yeah. yeah, baby! Hey everybody and welcome back to the podcast. As always, I'm your DM, Tom Blaylock, and today I am joined, as always, as ever, by Sam Frank playing Schnobik, <laughs> Silhavind, slash Erlington, slash his lady's retainer. Listen, My last. Man, the guy the guy slashes a lot. <laughs> the guy, uh, he pierces, right? He's more of a poker. He just pokes. He just pokes. <laughs> uh, it's Tim good to Carr. be back. <laughs> it is good to be back. Yeah. Tim Carr playing the warlock Filnir Omajira. What's up, Tim? How's it going? It's a creepy a- and place. And Hero to the Underdark. Hero to the Underdark, apparently. Yeah. And finally, last but not least... Ionis Silhavind, played by John Watson, the wizard. What's up, man? <laughs> Dude, I'm just excited to get some questions answered, but uh, also can't wait to get out of here. You know what I'm saying? I know. And trust me, you will probably very likely be able to go out the same way you came in. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think that was a great cold open uh, from from Filnir. Um, I just want to remind you that uh, last episode, after sort of making your way into this um, this underground temple chamber area that is entirely made of lead, um, you all finally were able to revisit this tree of Pariso and um, and see what it has created and see how it was able to sort of rip through the ground under the temple over by Lakeshire. Um, and then meeting the real Bezlis Lultal. And there's still a little bit of mystery about her. I think um, the way she came in with her retainers kind of maybe possibly 
Um, in the bonus, you all surmise that she was in that pillbox. Um, and uh, I think that is not a terrible um, sermization. <laughs> is, that, is that a word, fellas? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, surmising surmising not a um, terrible surmising the three and I, I'm, I'm glad that tim remembered the names of the three emissary uh, the three retainers notes uh, but you also met a, an emissary from the elves uh, yes down south um and uh azir gerald is uh an enigmatic lady she is wearing thick heavy plate armor that she moves like a gazelle in um you also saw her do a couple of weird things one of which was <laughs> was create a seat from the back of her armor uh um you know i don't know if anyone here has watched uh uh silicon valley um yes uh, but there was a guy who uh who created who had a, a seat pants um, this is cooler than that. This is cooler than seat pants. Uh, <laughs> well, I was just thinking, you, you said it's Azir, Azir, Gerald, 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 Gerald. Yeah. yeah. Which, and then you were like, I was like, okay, wait, I've got it. And then you were like, she moves like a gazelle. And I was like, wait a second. Because <laughs> like, now every time I, because even before that, every time I introduce her, I want to be like the beautiful Adele Dazine. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm like, Gazelle Azir. Just make sure you blame the teleprompter. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Az- Azir Geralt. Okay. Yeah, Azir Geralt. Um, and uh, and it, the three retainers disappeared into an antechamber that is up at the um, uh, southwestern corner of this room that you're in. And just to give you one more reminder on the size of this thing, it's only about 10 feet tall. It's about 30 feet north-south, and it's wider than it is uh, um, in that direction. So east-west, it's about 100 feet. And uh, you... This this lead this leaden uh, stump is almost dead center in the room that has a small lead dowel that looks like mm-hmm. it looks like you could pull it right out but it's um it's sort of sticking out of this thing. I'm picturing something with like the dimensions of roughly a pencil box. Yeah, I I, w- I would say what's sticking out. <laughs> I, I mean, I should uh, say the proportions of a pencil box. You know. Oh like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's right. It's a it's a, the proportion of it. That's 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 good. It, and and when you looked at it, it, you did notice that it was the the walls were very flat and the corners were sharp. Like this thing, it's it's it looks manufactured, but I mean, and it's yeah, full how of could that, lead. How could that be? Maybe it is a pencil box. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> wow. Maybe we shrunk <laughs> coming down the roots. <laughs> You've been working on that for the last two weeks. No, No, man. That's off the dome. (laughs) No domes here. It's just flat. Snow dough. Um, (laughs) Listen, listen, we're in this temple. No domo. (laughs) No no domo. (laughs) 
Okay. Okay. Let's get back into it. Um, so these these three retainers come out of the antechamber uh, with uh, the beautiful um, uh, the white lady and oh, and Schnobik. Say adult is Eve again. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm you're, with, you're with it. Okay. We can cut um, all this out. And I, I sincerely doubt we will. Um, and and you and I believe it was Filnir who rolled highest on this perception, noticing that when she first walked out of the antechamber, she looked um, her skin looked shiny and hard and uh, almost almost like porcelain. And then as she walked with Schnobik, uh, it it got to be much more. She became much more organic looking got color in her, in her cheeks. Um, and he took her over and put her in a stool on a, on the stool of <laughs> Azir Gerald. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and you have now all four of the retainers sort of flanking her and Azir is now standing on the Northern wall with her foot up uh, looking fairly unimpressed and Schnobik, I will, I will leave it back to you. All right. Uh, if I rest my hand on Bezalith's upper back, can I feel? Yes. Anything? Yes. Okay. You can. Gentlemen, uh, when I told you that performing this task you would become privy to information that is closely held secrets from which there is no turning back. Uh, I'm prepared to reveal one of those secrets to you now. Are you ready to receive it? I am as ready as I'll ever be. Bezleth looks back over her shoulder and touches your hand and holds it as you do the thing <laughs> as I do the thing. Uh, <laughs> this is not Bezlith Luatal. And I draw the frost brand sword from the slot in the back of her neck and, and hold it out. And as he does that again, the torches flicker out within 30 feet and you feel a great cold come, uh, rushing over you immediately. Um, and the shape of the woman, Bezleth Lultul, uh holds somewhat, but slumps forward and the light completely goes out of her. And she is at first porcelain. And then she looks almost, almost like molded white clay. And Schnobik in front of you holds this rapier up. And the two of you, it sounds like wind blowing, but it's underneath the sound of wind blowing, almost like you have your ear inside of a conch shell. You hear, you hear, uh, you hear a, a, a whisper a whisper of a voice and it says 
We can help each other. And I say, this that you see before you is an artifact, elf-made. Craftsmanship is remarkable. There are few in the world like it. And then I take the sword and I slide it back into the slot in the back of the net. And as he slides it in, you see the molded clay quickly turn right back into the Lady Bezleth Lultal. The hair grows back, almost like as it sheaths in the slot in her back. Uh, it's almost like the color returns proportionate to how far in the sword goes. Does the temperature return too? Yes, it returns back. It starts to rise. Uh, I mean, precipitously is not the right word, but quickly. It starts <laughs> to rise quickly. Okay. Your priest's spirit is uh, has not entirely fled this plane. No. And we it, know how to harness it. If it could be harnessed, invested into an artifact, and we could obtain one of these elf-made artifacts, you would have him back with you in all but flesh. And Azir speaks up and says, Just remember that the flesh is what costs the most. And that flesh is master made in the Gilbrain by our people. It, it is, in fact, flesh. Is that what you're saying? Lady Bezleth, you may allow them to touch you. Oh, sure. Uh, Schnobik, which of your friends should hold my hand? <laughs> I would not say my brother is worthy of the honor, but uh, he may appreciate it most. Very well. Approach, brother of my last. And she holds her hand out to you. I stare long and hard at Snowbick. And then walk forward and hold her hand. So at first touch... The only thing you really know, notice, is that it is very real. It feels of skin. It's perhaps a little colder, but if you were to guess before <laughs> grabbing her hand when you thought she was just a regular vampire, you this probably comports to what you would imagine a vampire's hand to feel like. Um, give me a perception check. All right. Uh, that is a two. Okay. Um, so your ring seems to be pinging at you. <laughs> <laughs> the one that keeps out outsiders from speaking to you. Okay, um, I'm going to let go of the hand and walk back to Filnir, and then um, 
Do we still have a telepathic bond at this we point? We do. We do. Okay. It's um, just us, right? Not Schnobik, if I remember it's, right. It's just it's just mm-hmm. us. And I did yeah. um I did also do it on Saber who's hiding in my clothes. <laughs> that explains all the noise. <laughs> <laughs> um and I'll I'll just I'll just back up and I'll I'll tell Phil there. Um in in my brain, well, it the skin feels real. Uh, I'm currently feeling something from my ring of mind shielding that uh, someone is trying to communicate with me or something. I'm not sure. Just now, or uh, still, as I as I touched her hand, and did it stop when you let go? Am I still feeling it after I let go of her hand, Tom? No, you are not. Okay. Uh, it's it stopped as soon as I let go. Interesting. That is good to know. Gentlemen, we have a task we have to ask you. This is Azir. Azir stands up and walks over and says, Half-elf, was it or was it not you who planted this tree? Planted might be the wrong word. It did appear as a result of the actions that we all took part in. Ionis, myself, Abel. Sure, but it was it was you who was bound to the sword, or the sword was bound to you, is that correct? That the is right. spear. Yes, Parasos, and the, the tip, the spear, the binding all came together, yes. And, and you were the one who could speak with this elf? Yes, that is right. And do you feel anything in this room? Do you see anything in this room? What should I be seeing in this room? I, I don't know. Something that I do not see. How can I know what you do not see? I do not know what you see. Do you see the elf in this room? Perisot, no. Do you know what he would look like? I'm afraid I will never forget what he looked like. And she looks back at Bezalith and she shakes her head and she says, he will not be able to lift it. My lady elf, we, we do not know that. He perhaps does not know what he's looking for. Either way, this doesn't matter. Would you explain to me the motivation for this task? Bezalith sort of shares a look with Azir for a bit and then uh, Bezalith looks over at you and says, um, come shake my hand and perhaps, perhaps you two need to understand the motivation of what we're working toward here. That's something that I will understand, shaking your hand, my lady. And she holds her hand out and she says, just, I just want you to understand that when your priest comes back, you will be, he will be whole. He will be himself completely. It's quite cool. Uh, in my in my head to Ionis, uh, I will say, I am not sure how Abel would feel about this. I'm, I miss him tremendously, but I'm not. I don't know what he would have wanted in this situation. We didn't. We never. I agree. I'm not sure either. I uh, I would much prefer knowing where he was and what his situation was. But I do know that when 
Kekoset offered something similar to this, he said no. It's true. Uh, my lady, I assume that we will come to an explicit agreement as to whether we are in agreement over the task and the reward for said task. Is that is that not correct? There's more for me to explain to you and for Schnobik to explain to you. But first, you should understand what you are working with here. Here, take my hand. I'll look at Ionis with a uh, here-goes-nothing glance, uh, and I will take her hand. Okay. Um, as soon as you take her hand, uh, she says, Azir cannot be trusted. Do not let your priest be put into a blade. The elves will control him. You do not want that. I offer you a different, a different compact. Half-elf, I ask you to help me set my own self free. Uh, I will think, and I don't know if she can hear me. I will think, set you free to another physical manifestation or... What does that mean? Get away from this world. I have lived too long yet. And now I'm controlled by the elves of the south. We all are. All except my last. What do the elves want? Do they see, do you seek harm to the rest of the inhabitants of the Gilbrain? They want to kill Ehi. They want to end the magic of chaos and replace it with the magic of order is what they call it. They would see everything in the Breen dead. And she pulls her hand back and says, So, now you see I am real. I do. And now you see what you are working for. And now let me offer you something. The elves to the south of us have been our great benefactors. They are helping us fight the demons. They have given me life. And they have empowered my retainers with gifts. Perhaps not beyond your imagination, but at least at the very limits of your imagination. <laughs> So as she's, I assume she's saying this out loud, right? Yes. So as she's saying this out loud, I'm kind of like spitting like thoughts to Ionis of the, you know, like the elven benefactors. That's not what she told me. Um, you know, they just sort of relaying some of the stuff that she just told me in that, you know, she wants to be free. She trusts Shnobik, not the others, but just sort of like in the pauses between. Yeah. All right. She says, uh, the elves want only one thing in return. They are on a mission to collect and restore their friends and families who were captured in charnel blades and animated books from a thousand years of foolish elven magic 
of the Moonbrook Elves. Uh, they are looking for artifacts. Um, you said you hold something called Kegaset. Perhaps there is an elf trapped in it. That's something that they might be willing to trade things of great value for. In exchange, they are almost completely f- providing the resources for our underground battle. And I assume that you also have battles above ground. And they would be very happy to help fund, to help resource the battles that you have above ground. Is that correct, Azir? That's right. Sure. So, as a token of good faith, um, Azir here would like for you to retrieve the ascended ore that is in this room. Uh, she cannot see it, but she knows it is here. The ascended ore. The, the ascended ore. When a great weapon that is occupied by a great power, a great elven power, um, fulfills its internal mission, uh, one of two things can happen. It can either disappear from the earth, or it can be reborn as ascended ore to be reworked in an even more powerful weapon. We believe that in this chamber, there is such ore. And we believe that the ascended elf that you know as Pariso is inside of it. And no longer himself, only just a flicker of power and light. How do we know he is not himself? And Azir looks over at you and says, When the mission is complete, we just become pure power. And do you happen to know what Pariso's mission was? Azir sort of shakes her head and says, That you were able to create a tree identical to the tree of life from the Moonbrook Palisades, uh, an exact replica of the tree which Pariso in his real life, in his earthly life, tended and built a grove around, tells me that he completed his mission, whatever it might be. That is the tree that grows above did you not know? That was his tree. Was his tree broken and dead? In the end, it was, yes. So he recreated a dead, broken tree, not a version of it earlier in his life, when it was alive. And Do you see the ascended ore or not, half-elf? I'm afraid I'm still not quite sure what that means. I see and metal everywhere in this room. None of it looks particularly special to me. Azir pushes a button on the left arm of her armor and down flops 
something that looks almost exactly like the um, iron rods that was in Brink's lair. Okay. That has the strange markings on it. And it looks very similar to the lead dowel that is in the stump, the lead stump on the ground. It would look like this. This is ascended ore of a lesser creature. Bezleth stands up and touches your shoulder and says, says, if he doesn't see it, he doesn't see it. We have other things to discuss. And she says to you in your mind, it's there in the center of the room. Constructs can see such things. If you cannot see it, I am sorry to say that today's meeting may not end well for you. But if you can see it, do not let Azir have it. Fuck, I don't know what to do here. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, Filner obviously does not want to have anything to do with Pariso does not trust Zir, does not know if he can trust Bezalith and what she's saying. Um, and meanwhile, I've just been constructing an elaborate who's on first bit in my mind about ascended <laughs> or what? <laughs> <laughs> no, ascended or. That's what I'm asking. <laughs> Ascended and. <laughs> Azir, certainly these emissaries on the, on the top side could be of use to you, even if they cannot retrieve your ascended ore. I don't know if that's true. Well, certainly, certainly they, they have in their possession the godstone. I don't feel the godstone here. Well, isn't that the original? We heard we heard tell that the priest was carrying carrying the godstone himself. Did you guys bring the I don't think we no. did. No. Yeah, okay. Good. Because that's stone. that's a lot to carry for us uh yeah, lightweights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, not, we're not trying to carry a whole lot of nothing. Um Havis Corvair is not interested in 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 souls trapped in the Godstone that are not elves, and, and, and perhaps one day we will we will pay pay great amounts of of wealth for those who would bring us something like that. But for now, we are on the lookout for three or four things only. My my Ascended- apologies. I'm I'm confused. I was told by my brother that I would have a meeting with Bezlith Luitel. But we seem to be talking to you an awful lot. Why? She was a middle person who set this meeting up. And you can continue your conversation with her. um, Or you can continue your conversation with the one who can actually pay you for the things which you would want. Well, I understand all that, but I, I, 
I'm, I'm just at a loss. I do not know what I've walked into here. What exactly are you doing here? Making sure that the interests of Havis Corvair and and the elves in Gilbrain uh, are well represented in all corners of this great island. Uh, that is all. But you call Bezleth a middle person. What is the point of the light well, the bramble wall? What is all of this? Uh, Bezleth, would you like to explain your project? Uh, sure. Um, Kingling, uh, the... <laughs> King. The... About a year ago, um, I had many more troops in my under my command, and and we were fighting uh, demon lords from 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 the deep. Um, what I hope to gain from this war is my own business. Um, but rest assured, they are coming. And if we are not able to defeat them, they will spill out on the surface of Gilbrain, killing and destroying all in her in their path. So you're telling us everything you seek is to defend this island from the demons? No. What I would see... I would see the elves of my kind retake what you know as the gift and build a new civilization there. But my brethren were not here to form a civilization. They were here for one reason and one reason only. And that was because we created a great evil just below the surface of the lake. You created an evil. Yes, we did. And Azir doesn't remember. Azir is a is a child born in the woods. She was she was not even a thought in the minds of her parents when I was on the Council of Mages of the Moonbrook Elves. I am here to finish the job that we started some 2,000 years ago so I can be free of the pledge that I took, that Grigley took, that Helspeth took, that, yes, even Havis Corvair took, Azir, and many who have fallen. Control the evil under the surface and destroy the demon king that we created. I do not ask for your help in this mission. I ask for your help only to aid me in my mission. Is Bezleth... Uh... 
still have her hand on my shoulder? Uh, yes, she does. Okay. What will happen? I think this in my head kind of to her and I will think it in a way hopefully that also goes to Ionis. Okay. Uh, so maybe I'll think it phrasing it to her, you know, directed at her mentally, but so that Ionis hears it. Um, <laughs> if that makes sense because you know yeah, obviously I have the I have the link with Ionis and I just assume that if I think you're it, yelling in your mind yeah I'm yeah. yelling in my mind yeah. um, what will happen if I take the ascended ore and I do not give it to her will there be a battle Once the ascended ore is in the hand of its master, all will be able to see it. And am I its master because it belonged to Pariseau, or is someone else its master, or is that... Tell me truth, half-elf. Can you see the tree trunk of lead? I can. Then you can see the ascended ore that is written... It has words written in Qualith, which is the language of the Illithids, all along the side of it. If you can see that, then you are its master. And, uh, again, yelling in my mind, as it were, with air, air quotes there. If I also saw the silhouette of a man that was not Periso. Here. Here, indeed. Was it one the blade had taken? It was. And what was he doing? He was praying. Then he has defeated Pariso. Huzzah. And it is his soul. And I'll walk over to the ascended ore, and I will pick it up. Oh, and I'm gonna okay. hold. I'm gonna hold a. I'm gonna hold a wall of force around Azir. You're gonna cast it. I'm gonna hold it. If she oh, so if she makes a move for Filnir. Okay. Um. So as Filnir picks up this dowel, um, there's a moment when all of the lanterns, all the lamps on the wall burn super super bright and everyone in the room sees Herr Walter Faust walk fr- like spring from his hand and walk forward toward the toward the elves and then the lead uh, stump is visible to all and then it's a blue light and then you see the roots in the room stop glowing blue the stump crumbles to the ground in dust and the roots wither and a few rocks fall down into the room and Azir looks over and says yes you can see it you have it yes yes Bring it to me. Bring it to me. Don't let it touch me. And she pushes a button on her armor and a and a, another compartment falls down to the side. And Bezleth looks up at you and says, 
If it comes to it, I will stand with you, as will my retainers. But we must finish it, or else we are all imperiled. And Azir looks around and says, What are you on about, witch? Bring me the ascended or Ascended or what? Goes the mood. Uh, Jesus, fuck. Listen, um, has got a sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm afraid I cannot. Name your price, half elf. Look around you. Do you see these retainers? They are kitted out. With magical items from from the Moonbrook Elves. That one has a helm that allows you to cast any number of of spells that you perhaps haven't even heard of. That one over there has a belt that allows him to to lift even the heaviest of objects. This one over here, and as she points over, Fury pulls out his two-handed greatsword and he says, I think... You should close your mouth, you young elven piece of crap. Besleth? Besleth? You know what I have. He's not known as my eloquence. <laughs> and, but and, he is not wrong. <laughs> in, in my head, I'll say, Ionis, I apologize for not having your counsel on this. It's all right, I've got your back. Is this what we're doing then? Azir says. Ionis, are you ready? I am. Bezleth? I need only send a message to Havis, and you and all your retainers will fall dead in your tracks. Fuck, what do I do? What do I do? Try calling. God damn it. She lifts her finger and touches uh, uh, the the side of her of her uh, gor- gor- gorset. I, I fucking lose the wall. Gorget. <laughs> I fucking lose the wall of force and I say, actually, you would just rather go home now and cast mass suggestion on her. Mass suggestion on her? Yeah. You don't have regular suggestions. I don't have regular. I don't have fucking regular suggestions. Bullshit. Oh my god. Okay. All right. So what? Okay. Okay. I would assume that takes us into initiative. It is going to be an initiative, depending on how this goes. Uh, Yeah, on whether she she succeeds or or saves or not. Is this a wisdom saving throw? Yes, wisdom saving throw. DC sixteen. Okay. Oh, you're going to hate me on this. Okay. Um, so she will roll the save. DC 16, you said, right? DC 16. At least he wasn't okay. like legendary resistance. I, I know. He I might know. do there that after legendary he resistance. He might. There's not legendary resistance. And she only has a plus one to this, but... She got a 16. Son of a bitch. 
Uh, aren't elves immune to charm or sleep or something? I mean, they're sleep for sure. We know that. Sleep <laughs> for, for sure. They get uh, advantage, I think, on saving throws for charm spells. She does, but it, it, it honest. Let, let me let me tell you this: it almost would not have mattered in this case. Um, but she saves, um, and she looks over and she says, "Wizard, you have made a grave mistake," and. She pushes a button on her helmet and she goes, uh, uh, what, what magic is this? What, why is there such interference? Why may I not speak to my homeland? And we are going to be an initiative. Son of a because bitch. we're in a room full of lead. <laughs> That's right. We are in a room full of lead. Um, okay. <laughs> Natural one on initiative from Schnobick. <laughs> Schnobick is going to see whose side is whose side, I imagine. He still gets a five, though. Okay. Filner got an eight. Jonas got a six. Damn. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know who you're rolling for, but that's a That really was my heart. <laughs> yeah, that was my heart. And... Here comes my fury. I'll, I'll, I mean, if you guys, you guys saw those, right? Yeah, we saw the rolls, yeah. but they're all just as your name, so we don't know who's who, which is probably the ideal. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And then my eyes will go last here. All right, and then I got to get Bezleth over here because you're about to see. You're about to see someone in action. <laughs> okay. The sort of super dapper looking elf. Um, he, as soon as it's his turn, he looks around and he holds his hand out. And the sword, Frostbrand rises out and shoots into his hand and Bezleth Lewaltel slumps her neck slumps down and he rushes over and uh and attacks um uh he attacks the uh Gazelle Herald <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the first one is going to hit and it's going to do a whole lot of damage. And uh, and she is now wreathed in thunder. You hear a boom when he hits. Um, and uh, and Azair Gerald sort of like gets the hit and and her helmet flips down over her face and she says, You've all made a grave mistake. And um Uh, it's weird. You see almost a glassy sphere appear um, that surrounds her, and it pushes my heart back away from her, and uh, and she starts to push on this thing, and she's rolling to the uh, uh, toward the corner where the teleportation circle is. And she moves only about five feet that way. And 
Bezalith, it is her turn. <laughs> um, and she stays where she is, slumped down. And Filnir, it's you. Um, have I seen anything like this ball before? So she... Okay, so what we saw was clearly, like, she got hit, thunder, she moved. Was there a secondary? Yes. You saw her, like, you know, you saw something happen uh, inside this ball. Right. Um, uh, but she continued to move. Um, fuck, I want to do one thing, but now I'm concerned at what this magic ball is. Um... Okay, so I'm going to try something else first. I got a lightning bolt in my ball. (laughs) (laughs) Sam's clearly invested in the drama of this. It's a whole whole other story. I just thought it was an amazing coincidence. Uh, Maybe we'll save that for the bonus episode. (laughs) Where am I relative to her and the teleportation circle? She's moving away from me. You are... are, um, halfway in the room so you're 50 feet away or 45 feet from the teleportation circle right because i was at the tree stump yeah that's the center of the room okay and 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 she is 30 feet from you now and is she closer to the teleportation circle than me or would she have to go past me she's she's moving toward the she's she is she is over close to the teleportation she's probably between the two 15 feet away from the teleportation circle she moved about five feet Okay. With her. Uh, then I am going to Eldritch Blast. Okay. All right. So here's bolt number one. 25 to hit. Okay. That hits. Roll your damage. Uh, uh, six force damage. Uh, and I'm going to oh pull my God, her. That just can't. That's That can't be right. You you, you get you, you, you get 3d10 on that, right? Oh, no. No, it's I just get multiple D10. bolts. That's right. Okay. Um, so when it hits this like force, what happens when you hit something? Because like the, it's diffused over this ball and you can see it, but are you able to grab or pull or push? I can pull 10 feet. Okay. So you can pull it. Yeah. So you I can wanna, pull her. I want to pull it 10 feet uh, All right. closer to me. And it just like zips backwards and she looks over her shoulder and is like very surprised that this has happened. Right. Um, Does it look like she took any damage? Uh, it looks like the outside of the ball took all the damage. Okay. So I've got two more beams. So I will Okay. Uh, I will just uh, fire those. 23 to hit. Okay. Four more damage. And then 16 to hit. Yeah, it'll hit. Two more damage. So a total of 12. And she's 10 feet closer. Yeah. Just to be clear, just to be clear, it hits the ball. Right. I'm aiming for her, but it hits the ball. Okay. It hits the ball. Okay. Yeah. I had a thought, and I'm glad I did this first. Okay. Because I have another thought. I have a plan, which I should have had before we rolled initiative, because it would have been (laughs) fucking amazeballs. (laughs) All right. Ionis, it is you. Okay. Um... Uh, she looked like she was heading toward the teleportation circle to leave, and then and then she, this, this ball just rolled back ten feet away as Filnir hit it right. with his uh, Eldritch Blast. Right. Um. And 
Brother, dispel that magic. We have to kill her now. Right. The problem is, do I block her from the circle and then dispel it later? Or do I dispel it now and risk her getting away? Uh, hmm. So I'm going to, I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a, um, a wall of force and just block the teleportation circle. Oh, okay. That's, that's good. Um, so it's long. Like what, what all are you going to do? You're going to block the doors too, or like, what's your, um, if I could, I've got the 10 panels. I can take one that blocks the door and then have it kind of curve around to the teleportation circle and just block that whole plane behind, you know, just okay. kind of like how I wrapped it around Abel the last time. I'm going to wrap it around mm-hmm. her and block all exits, including the teleportation circle. Okay. Okay. You can do it. You can do it. It's, it's long enough to do that. And, uh, and then I'll say, brother, dispel that magic. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Felipe when you need him? <laughs> All right. Uh and um and the the Durger wearing the the beautiful white armor of nobility um runs over and uh um and says, I've seen this magic before. She stores it in her armor. There's no getting it through, but it doesn't last very long. Here, p- let's push her into the corner. And so he starts to push it, and he pushes it back toward you, Phil Near, and he gets it about. I mean, he gets it about thirty feet. Um, and uh, and she looks kind of scared. To be perfectly honest with you. Um, and it is you, Schnobik. I called the sword the the frost brand back to me i call bezleth back to me all right as a bonus you guys see the the, my heart is no longer holding uh the sword and it is now in schnobik's hands and i insert it back into her body all right and she (sighs) and she stands up and i walk how close can i if i casually saunter over how close can i get to uh to azir um your movement is 30 or 35 uh 30 all right 30. so it's been pulled back 10 feet and then it's been pushed another 20 feet by um uh by my eyes so you can actually get to the ball okay uh so i am just gonna walk up to the but, well, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll walk up and, and help him push it. Okay. All right. Okay. And, uh, and my fury says, I've seen her do this too. Be ready. She can prepare for any battle. She has plenty of time. And he runs over to it and he, so fury my eyes, um, I don't know why we're pushing this. We should just let Fury do the whole thing. <laughs> this is Fury. really not our role in battle. He is well suited to this. Fury begins the cast, and Ionis, you see that he's doing the same words uh, that you do when you cast Mage Armor, 
<laughs> Except instead of mage armor, um, kind of the invisible field, you see that he has this like spectral, it looks like like a bear fur that is around him, but it's a spectral bear fur. Mm. And uh, and he pulls a uh, a great axe from from his back that he's been carrying around and uh and he says he says all right boys you all feel free to use the rapiers <laughs> but when she comes out of here i'm taking off her god's damn head and we're back up to the top and my heart um, looks back and he's about to call frostbrand into his hand and instead he runs over to the to the orb and and he says my lady why are we doing this she will escape she will escape she has always escaped my heart it is time it is time and uh and he begins to cast something on himself and uh and and he looks over at you all and he says half elf human can you see in the dark yes of course i can very good and he casts the darkness spell and you cannot see anything (laughs) (laughs) wait 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 what not this dark (laughs) and and uh and and Inside the ball, you hear uh, you hear Azir casting something, and and she says, "Fine, if we're doing this, we're doing this." And Bezleth stands up and sort of cracks her porcelain back and sort of twists her neck around. You hear pop, 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 and she says. When she comes out of there, it is going to be very bad. And she travels with other small constructs. If they knock you to the ground, they will rip you to shreds. Be on guard. And Phil near it's you. How high is the ceiling in this room? Ten feet. Okay. So it's magical darkness, right? I can't see anything. Yeah, it's magical darkness. I mean, it's it's only uh, it's twenty. It's actually it's twenty feet, right? Twenty foot radius. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> and I don't know if this ball is still up and present, and I don't know exactly what this ball uh, absorbs. We haven't seen any spells affect her directly yet, right? Before the darkness. No. No. Okay. And we did not feel the ball disappear whenever she, when she did whatever she did. No. No. Hmm. And Fury calls out and says, still up. I'm going to move. Well, okay. So wait, where was the darkness centered? Because she was moved. I pulled her 10 feet toward me. Then she was moved like 30 feet. So she would have kind of crossed me if I was in yeah, the center of the they're room. They're a little bit past you. They're a little bit past you. I'm going to back myself toward the teleportation circle. Okay. And I'm guessing I will at some point find the wall of force. Um, 
yeah. with my back and I know it's not like you don't you can't move through it right it's just essentially like an invisible like a barrier block in Minecraft it's just invisible yeah. and you can't move through it yep um am I able to get out of the darkness yeah you can get out of the darkness okay um but I still can't see her because she's in it just threw a wrench into my plans guys <laughs> Um, I'm going to Eldritch Blast again at disadvantage. Okay. Um, if that's, uh, I think that's kind of my only option here because I get three bolts, which is better than what I used to get. Um, all right. So disadvantage 11 on the first one. Okay. I want you to tell me what you would do when you hit the ball. Just damage it. Damage it. You're going to pull it? How big is the darkness? How far did I have to move? Oh, because uh, I wouldn't foot, know. After you move 10 feet, after you move 10 feet, you are out of the darkness. Right. And then, no, I'm not going to pull it. Okay. Does that hit? Uh, it, it hits something. Roll your damage. <laughs> Three. You hear? Ah, God's damn. <laughs> I thought you could see in the dark. I can and see without lights on. I cannot see in magical <laughs> darkness. And and let me have I'm gonna have my I'm gonna have my heart roll a constitution saving throw. Um <laughs> he's he darkness stays. <laughs> uh all right, I'm gonna try again. And this is dumb. I'm gonna do it again. Same thing. <laughs> aim for aim for where I know the orb was. <laughs> Fourteen. Uh, okay. Um, uh, roll your damage. <laughs> oh shit! Ten. Oh god! Damn! <laughs> <laughs> Who is hitting me? Um, and and uh, uh, my heart is gonna roll another Constitution saving throw. Um. And the darkness falls, and he turns around, and he says, "God!" And he's—you can see that his his uh, studded leather armor has a little bit of like an indentation where your eldritch blast hit him twice. And you can see that the three retainers are in there, and they're sort of around between, almost exactly between you and the ball. Four retainers, all four of them. <laughs> <laughs> I I apologize, my hot, and then I will shoot one more time at the ball. Okay. Now that I can see it, so it's just a straight roll. If yeah. you pull it towards you, are you just going to roll it over all of us? <laughs> <laughs> you have to wait and see what happens. Uh, all right, that's going to hit. Okay. That'll hit. Uh, nine force damage, and I'm not going to pull it. Okay, wow. it just goes, Boof, and it and it. Uh, you can just you can see the shape of the sphere as it hits, and it just sort of like spreads the 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 force damage out around around it. Um. um Okay, and then as a bonus action, I am going to Hexblade's Curse. Okay. Um, I'm going to let you save it because you're not going to be able to Hexblade's Curse. Oh, is she too far away from me? You won't be able to Hexblade's Curse through the sphere. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it went down. I'm sorry. I misunderstood. No, no. Okay. The sphere is still up. I thought that me seeing it, I thought it was like crumbling away. That was my mistake. No, no. Uh, okay, Ionis. Oh, when the when the darkness goes down, you can see that inside the ball, 
um, there is a uh, uh, Azir is now sheathed in fire. Sheathed inside the ball in fire. Sheathed in fire. That's that's not great. Uh, okay, um, I'm not. Ugh, I'm not. I don't uh, know exactly what this is, but I'm going to try. Um, I'm just going to yell out, "Be on your guard!" And I'm going to try a fourth level dispel magic on the ball. Okay. As you do that, uh, it's hard to tell exactly what's happened, except you realize that there were things on the ground, like that were that were on the sphere at her feet, and they all flop to the ground. You hear some clanging, and these things look like, um. They look – you can tell where they fell off of her armor, that they were like bits and pieces of of uh, of the bottom half of her armor. There are six of them and they look like bear traps, except they are moving and animated. And they are silver and they look exact – like they look like they're made from the same magical metal that her armor is made of. Oof. And let me roll their initiative. This armor is nasty. I want mm. some. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yes, it is. All right. Okay. Oh, you are you are so lucky, my man. <laughs> this thing just rolled initiative. And it's in the initiative order just before Ionis, which means you will go through an entire, you will go through an entire uh, round without, without these with things. It. Yeah. Without, without these things uh, being able to attack. Okay. And, uh, and my eyes looks down and says, Oh, her gnarled jacks, her gnarled jacks are loose. Attack, man, attack, ignore her. Take out the gnarl jacks, and he swings down at the ground. Um, and you know, my eyes carries a uh, uh, a rapier in uh, in one hand, um, and a uh, and a wand in his other. And uh, and he, yeah, he actually casts on himself, and you see that he splits out, and there are four little illusions of him spinning around him. Uh, with the he has cast mirror image on himself, um, and it is you, Schnobik. Did Bezleth take a turn? Uh, she will take a turn in the next order. She comes before you, and on your turn, on my turn last yeah. time, I. I she just told you about the, she told you about the gnarl jacks for her turn. Oh, okay. Yeah. I So she's wreathed in fire. Uh-huh. And there are these six small things just all around her feet chomping. Hmm hmm hmm. Mhm. I don't know that I'm kitted out for killing little metal constructs. I wonder how well they respond to being poked with a rape here. Um, I, well, we'll find out. 
I'm going to go up to one, and I am going to hit it with my rapier. To the, the construct. Actually, I take it back. I am going to... Uh, I'm going to booming blade it. Okay. The construct. That's a 24 to hit. That will hit. I'm fighting the urge to look these things up, but I'm just imagining like bear traps with crab legs. <laughs> they are. Yeah. It's actually, they look like they are standing up on the chain that attaches uh, okay. them. So it's they're, they're so, They don't yeah, have they're, legs. They're animated. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so that is uh, 13 piercing damage and seven thunder damage. Uh, and remind me, your rapier is magical. It the is one magical, yes. Okay. Um, so it's snapping, snapping, and you get it right, uh, right in the jaws, and it, and you actually make it. You you do this thing where you hit the the thing. It looks like a bear trap, and it flops open, wide open, and then it's like struggling to get back to chomp down again. Um, and uh, you look like you have done some damage to this thing. Well, then, in that case, I'm going to hit it again with a regular old attack. That's a natural one, which is a 10. So that will miss. (laughs) Come on, Snobick! (laughs) 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 All right. And uh, that's my turn. And and my fury. um, He uh, he like uh, holds his great axe up in the air and goes and he you can tell he's raging out and uh oh man he has so many things um as he does so let me roll this (laughs) okay Tom's um, playing five characters, which I know, are this all is insanely so complicated. This is, this is so bad. They're so, they're so complicated. I mean, tell me this um, wasn't the eventuality you had in mind. Uh, this is this is not exactly what I wanted to do. Um, but you know, it's good. It's fine. It's fine, guys. It's fine. It's fine. Um, Can it be that complicated? He's going to chop at her with an axe, right? Uh, uh, well, or kind a of. Jack. Or a gnarl jack. <laughs> So he is uh, attacking a gnarled jack, um, but as he does this, you, you see that um, he actually disappears for a moment and then reappears not too far away from from uh, from where he was just standing, and he goes, "Ah, oh, damn! I got teleportation this time." And he, and he, what? he swipes at a gnarled jack uh, with his great axe, and let's see, he is gonna hit, and he is gonna do uh, a lot of damage. He's hitting the one that you hit, Schnobik, and he's gonna swing again. And he is going to miss. And that's his turn. And my heart is uh, looks back and, and says, 
You must cover the exit. If we are going to keep her here, you must cover the exit. Don't let her get to the teleportation circle. And he casts fairy fire. And uh, and all around the these little guys, these little gnarled jacks, um, they start to have to save. And that one passed. Okay. And the big one, Azir. Uh, she also passes. So, so five out of the six Gnarljacks are, are now like glowing in pink, like dust. And, uh, and, and Azir is not. And she moves up and says, kill the white lady. And her Gnarljacks sort of like, spin around from what they were doing and they begin to, they look like they're going to make their way toward Bezalith and, and she begins to cast something by pressing on her, the back of her, uh, her armor counterspell and, and it will not go off. The counterspell will not go off or no, her, she will, her thing that she was going to do does not go off. Sweet. And uh and she runs toward uh toward Bezleth in her giant armor. And all of Wait. you will get attacks of opportunity if you would like, and you can also roll your thunder damage. So I don't have thunder damage on her. I have it on Gnarl Jack. Oh right, right, right. So should I roll that? Real quick, uh, does he is he taking that? No, the gnarl jacks didn't move. The gnarl jacks aren't coming with her. Okay, uh, no, they have their. All own right, turn. so I am going to with Warcaster do a booming blade as a reaction. Oh, okay, nice got Warcaster, nice. Uh, seventeen. Wait, that's a oh. damage roll. You need to roll. Oh, you need whoops. to roll it to hit. Just roll I, to hit I, with your. I clicked. Uh, I clicked the wrong one. Sword. Twenty. Uh, that is a miss. Um, oh, you should see shit. our expressions, everybody. <laughs> She's in like heavy armor, so it kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and and so she runs over, and she is at the white lady, and it is the white lady's turn. Didn't I thought somebody had booming blade on her? Didn't they? Oh, actually, no, no, they uh, they didn't. She's already missed. taken that damage, but actually, okay. my fury needs to attack her too. Yeah. So my fury. Attacks a twenty is a miss. Mm. Uh, my eyes attacks, and I don't even know he's gonna have to do crazy. That misses, and my heart also attacks. And let's see if he's gonna be able to do it. Um, uh, Nineteen that also misses. Okay, uh, so she is over at the white lady now, and the white lady doesn't love this, and she says, she says, my heart, my eyes, my last, my fury, 
protect me for I have nothing to protect myself. Ha ha ha. Just kidding. And, <laughs> and, 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 uh, and she, and she, uh, brings up a, um, uh, oh, she's going to do this. She's going to do this. She is going to cast something and, uh, and she casts dominate person. And, Azir is going to have to save on a wisdom save. Let's see here. She gets advantage on it, right? She gets advantage, but, and, and she can expend a use of her armor to get a plus five on this, which she will do. And she passes it. Um, Son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, but she has no reactions. So that's good. Uh, and Bezla says, she is not under my command. Retainers, attack her. And it's you, Filnir. Okay. Um, bonus action. Wait, I'm not, how far away from me is she? I have to be within 30 feet to do Oh, you're course. within 30 feet. Yeah, she's okay. moved over to Bezla. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I will you're bonus. You're about 20 feet away. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to bonus action Hexblade's Curse. Um, which will do nothing for this turn uh, for me. And then I'm going to use something we have not used before. Oh. Uh, I'm going to use my Mystic Arcanum. Oh, Mental yeah. Mental Prison. <laughs> what is it? Mental Prison. Oh, what does this do? Okay, so uh, it's... Uh, I bind a creature with an illusory cell that only it perceives... Uh, it has to make an intelligence saving throw, DC 16. Uh, if it saves, it takes 5d10 psychic damage. If it fails, it takes 5d10 psychic damage and immediately assumes that it's imprisoned uh, in a way, in like a, a cell that can be visualized to my choosing. Um, and okay. then there are ramifications uh, depending on what it does inside of there. Okay. So I'm going to tell you. I know. Intelligence probably- saves is her best that's her jam that's fine but what's your uh what's your thing but she's used all her ability all of her uh her reactions uh, yeah that's why i'm doing it now uh dc 16 and i don't know if this plays we've never played with this before but i do have an inspiration point in case it's something i can use to say give her disadvantage we've only used it to give ourselves advantage but just you know all right look how about this i love having you use resources (laughs) how about this I will let you use your inspiration die now to give her disadvantage. Okay. All right. Here we go. DC 16. DC 16 intelligence saving throw. 5d10 either way. 14. 14. Yes. Wow. So so Um, she's going to take 5d10 up front. I just pulled out these dice. I was ready. Brutal okay. plus ten in thousands. Crazy. Um, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, where is it? Oh, it's not even in here. Okay, so five d ten. Thirty-seven damage. Damn. And oh my god, she sees oh essentially god. herself being surrounded by demons tearing apart elven bodies just like ripping them apart with blades just all around her. There's no way for her to go. So now she also doesn't see anything outside of the cell. 
Oh, oh my God. You don't know how good this was. So she can't control those gnarl jacks if she and, can't see them. And she's restrained. Oh, man. This is gnarly. Does she get another save on this ever? Let's see. On a failed save. You might cause whatever form the illusion takes. Can't see or hear anything beyond it. I can't hear either. Jesus. Uh if the target is moved out of the illusion, makes a melee attack through it, or reaches any part of its body through it, the target takes 10d10 psychic damage and the spell ends. Um, okay. So, so if so, she tries to, yeah. Yeah, if she tries to reach through it, but it looks like there's essentially demons everywhere around her, and that's all she can see, and she uh, can't hear okay. anything else going on outside. Oh, my God. All right. That is so gnarly. Uh, that's awful. Okay. So the gnarl jacks did get in a, an order to kill the white lady. And so they all like move that way toward her. Uh, you guys have all used your, um, attacks of opportunity, but the one I attacked is going to take booming blade damage. Okay. Roll it. That would be, uh, 16. Wow. Okay. So that one is going to, when you hit it, you again hit that spot, that little bitty spot in the middle where it chomps down the bear of the 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 bear trap. And when you do, it falls down and it looks like a piece of armor with a chain on it. And it is excellent. Dead is the wrong word here, but um, it's inanimate. It is, it is destroyed. Yeah. It is deanimated. Yeah, and and chomps over now she's next to them if one of these enter her space it doesn't matter because all of the prison is in her mind is that yep, correct that's correct it's this okay. is a perception thing okay and she can't hear so she can't tell that they're there at all correct mm-hmm. um all right i mean i so, guess she could feel it if it bit her but you okay know. <laughs> so these things are no joke though so um now, does she have okay. to do a concentration save? Um, she will. Oh, she does. She does. She has For to. For that 5d10. Which means that's a DC 18. 18. Okay. This is this is not with advantage. This is standard. Okay. She passes. 23. Um, uh, okay. So she holds concentration. And these things all run over and attack uh, Bezleth. Um, and let's see here. Let's see what these guys can do. Want to buy sanctuary? <laughs> yeah, that's that would be great. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, actually, three of them are going to hit her, and. The damage is negligible, but what's the effect? <laughs> yes, she has to pass a saving a deck saving throw, which she is phenomenal at. <laughs> but she has to f- pass one for each. First one passes. Second one passes. Third one. And she's gonna looks like pass. 
So these things all, they, they attack, 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 and they're like trying to pull her down. They're clearly trying to pull her down to the ground with them. Um, uh, but they still do some damage to her. It, it's funny when she's hit, um, uh, she doesn't bleed. Um, just bits of bits of clay just sort of fall off of her as, as she's being, as she's being attacked. And, uh, let's see. Okay. All right. Oof. And the last one. Okay. So she actually, a, a huge chunk of her calves, uh, her calf is just eaten down and you see that there's a steel rod in in like underneath her flesh. Uh, you said the damage on these guys was negligible. 2d8 plus six is not negligible. <laughs> it's not negligible. They, they hit hard. <laughs> they hit hard. <laughs> um, all right. And Ionis, it is you. Uh, in my brain, uh, I'm going to say, can, can she take damage from there? At your pleasure. All right. Fireball time. I'm going to protect... Let's see. How let's see. How far uh I'm gonna protect Bezlith from I guess they don't even know that she's in a mental prison. I guess I should have probably told them. Like <laughs> she's just kind of standing I mean, it's, still. It's not too late, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, she can't see. She can't hear. Um she won't move. So yeah, I'm gonna do a fireball on uh, almost no matter where you put this fireball on the other side of Bezlith from me. Okay. So, so almost no matter where you put it, everyone in this room, if you're going to get a zero in it, uh, almost everyone in this room is going to get it because the wall of force is blocking the only place where you could send it that would only get, uh, that would just get a couple of people. Uh, okay. I'm just trying to. I will haul uh, her out. She's she's restrained, which also means any attacks against her get advantage, by the way. Yeah. Um, well, also because we're all unseen attackers, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, the problem is uh, that I... So I can protect four people from it. Filnir and I are closer to the Wall of Force, but I'm just confused, I guess, as to where they are. They're not, they're not the farthest away from the Wall of Force. They, well, they ran her into a corner... Which was away from the uh, oh, teleportation right. actually, circle. It's, actually, it's it's you. You can get you, Bezleth, Filnir. I'm over by uh, the wall of force. He's, I'm he's, like on the opposite up, end of the his room. His back yeah. is up against the wall of force. Yeah, so you could you you, you could get him, uh, all the gnarl jacks, Bezleth, and you, and nobody else. Um, you could do that if I'm. Can I run back to the wall of force and and be out of the range? No, but you could run the other direction. You could get you could run the other direction and be out of it. You could run past the retainers. Uh, okay, I'm going to run past the retainers and I'm going to shoot a fireball and uh, I'm going to hit. I'm going to try to just hit Azir and her little gnarl jacks and protect. Bezleth. And you can create a pocket for for Filnir and, uh, and 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 whoever's Bezleth. the closest to it. I can create a pocket for them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay, so 8d6 
uh, third level. I'm just going to do a third level fireball. I'd like to imagine that Phil near sees a fireball coming and doesn't even flinch anymore because he's always <laughs> yeah. in a pocket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brother, what okay. is this? I'm in some uh, kind of hot pocket. <laughs> 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 okay, okay, uh, not it will pass. <laughs> it's going to be uh, 24 damage. That's a lot of dice going down the tower. DC 16 deck safe. <laughs> okay. So... None of the gnarl jacks clamp down, but they all look like they took all the damage. Um, and question for mental prison restrained. Does she automatically fail deck saves when uh, she's restrained? I have to look up restrained again. Okay, so speed is zero, can't benefit from any bonus to its speed. Attack rolls against it have advantage. She rolls with disadvantage. Creature has disadvantage on deck saves. Yes. Okay. Disadvantage right. on deck saves. Thank you, roll 20. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So she'll take the full. Oh, my goodness. And then any concentration check she has to do. Yep. Uh, she is good. She's not concentrating on anything. I, okay. I messed up last time. Ah, okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. And uh, that was a good turn. Um, and <laughs> my eyes is going to... Head over and yeah, he is going to, he's going to double up on this. Um, so he is going to, he's casting hold person on her and she has advantage on this save, but Oh, she passes. He goes, oh, she's she is outside of my magics as well. Um, and uh, and it's you, Schnobik. She's impossible to hit even when she's writhing on the ground like this. Usual my lady spells, to me. My last. And I call Bezleth to my hand. And she slumps down, and you hold Frostbrand. And I make these attacks. That was my bonus action. I make these attacks with advantage. Okay. And she receives plus one to attack and damage for each retainer yes, nearby. She does. Wow. So that's plus four, plus four. Wow. Damn. First one is a 30 to hit. Okay. Good luck. You hit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh 12 damage okay is that in plus four damage too is that included yeah. in there okay so yes yeah no you you that's another four right no i added it onto the cold modifier oh but you also get I just rolled a one on to, on it yeah, he's oh, got it's, he's it's got the one d six cold, see. and then put the plus four on that. All right, so you had twelve. So wow. that's twelve. Wow, she's not going to be an NPC, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next, next attack. That's a Ooh. crit. That's a thirty-two to hit. Damn. Oh shit! Okay, <laughs> that that also hits. <laughs> I should think. That is nineteen damage. Oh my god. 
Oh my god. Attack number three. <laughs> oh, oh wow. Jesus. You get three? Yeah. A level eleven fighter, baby. Oh man. Ooh, things to look forward to if you know. Twenty four. <laughs> Twenty four is a miss. Twenty four is a miss. <laughs> All right. Uh then I'm gonna action surge. Oh, uh, yes, yes, you are. Yes, <laughs> yes. Such we have an action surge in the main campaign. <laughs> hey guys, can we start this episode over and we'll and let me just play it a little differently <laughs> so that I can keep this She's person just alive. Be a little nicer. First little one bit. is only a twenty-one. Twenty-one is a miss. All right. Uh, again, twenty-six. 26 is a miss. 26 what is a the miss. Fuck. Uh, oh okay. my she's god. She's got some mage armor. No, you can't do mage armor on top of armor, right? So No, you can't. Nope. Nope. She's got Third some plus attack. something, something. Right? Damn. 28. 28 is a hit. Oh my god. <laughs> Thank God. Jeez. That's another 15 damage. So Tell me, uh, tell me what happens as you slice into a character that took me hours to build. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. So as as each I stab into her each time, little blossoms of frost spread out over her armor, and slowly the fire around her dissipates. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Am I, am I supposed to be taking damage? You're supposed something? to be taking damage. I for, I totally forgot. So you're still going to kill her, obviously. Uh, but um, I'm going to get burned real bad in the process. You're going to get burned real, real, real bad. Because um, you I'm hit not her. dead. One, two, you hit her three, three, three times. very badly. So that's four times? Yeah, uh, that's four, one, four hits. No, three. Three, three hits. hits. Wow, you killed her six in three at, hits. Uh, six attacks, three hits. Well. Yeah. Let's not forget no. she took 5d10. All right, you needed to do damage. was push her. She's <laughs> taking 10d10. It's like... <laughs> I think... Yeah, I think you should get this, the credit for this one, right? Well, the um, next thing was going to Eldritch Blaster and pull her out, and then it was like... <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm just going to roll it all together, Sam, okay? Well, here's the thing. I was this close to Action Surge and then Dissonant Whispers. Ooh, yeah. But, but uh, oh, right. she could have saved, and... I didn't know how many hit points she had, and yeah. advantage on all this shit is way it's way oh, better. It's so than sexy, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, here's here's how we'll do it. I'll just roll these all together. Oh boy. Okay. And one more. Oh my god! <laughs> all those ones. Yeah. One, 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 five, five, three. That's sixteen damage. A small Barely price to pay. My skirt. <laughs> All right, now tell me about these these frost blooms on her armor. So bitch. she she they everywhere she stabbed turns into like a frozen cold place, and the last one uh, gets her right right in her right above her gorget, and uh, and you see the frost sort of spread over her face, and then she falls down like a almost like an ice sculpture. And you you kind of hear her gurgling in her last words. They're, they're torturing all of the elves. And I 
calmly walk back over and uh, sheath the sword back in its body. And Bezleth comes back to life and looks up and says, very good, my last. Do we still have very to deal good. with those jack things, the gnarl jacks? Uh, when her, when the life goes out of her, all pieces of her armor sort of stop working. Got it. Okay. And uh, they all collapse onto the ground. My lady, that gazelle will run no further. Oh. <laughs> yes, but we still have the problem of Havis will be wanting to know what happened to her. The Underdark is a cruel place. Yes. Any number of things could have happened. Torn apart by demons is, uh, frankly, uh, the outcome I would have placed money on before today. For what it's worth, that's what she saw. Well, perhaps, and Bezleth looks around and she says, perhaps we should leave her armor here because I do not know what kind of connection it has to her people in the Gilbrain Wilds. But I can tell you this. She has many small animals that are out collecting information and sending it back to them. Uh, we should destroy the rubies that are on her, and we should get the ascended ore that she has stored in her armor. We should leave anything here that might be able to signal back to them. And we must destroy this teleportation circle. That is above my pay grade. How often is this teleportation circle used? It is used only by the elves of Gilbrain. I do not have the ability to utilize its... She made it. And I know not whether it will disappear as her armor's magic fades. I'm going to walk over to it uh, and look at the... Uh, of course, the wall of force comes down. Um, okay. I'm going to look at the, the lettering on it. Uh, it is um, weird. It is not elvish. Um the lettering looks very similar to a kind of uh, the braille, the illithid braille that you saw on the uh, poles in Brink's lair and that decorates the ascended ore that Filnir holds in his hand. But it is a teleportation circle for right. sure. Right. Blast. I hate to lose one of these. Do you think we'll come back here, Rayonis? I, I, I do not know. I, I don't, I, I don't know where we are. It seems we're close to the tree. If we needed to quickly come back here and solve any other issues in this area, I just—it's—it's it's just a shame. God if it's dangerous, it, man. you can relinquish some little bit of power, can't you? <sighs> God damn it, Snurbik. I wish you went over my shoulder every fucking time. Uh, and then, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then uh, 
<laughs> Calm yourself, little brother. Uh, <laughs> I fireball snub it, no, I'm kidding. I, <laughs> um, I'm gonna try a um I'm gonna try a fifth level dispel magic on the magic on the circle. Oh, yeah, perfect. It 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 goes away. Um was that not our way out? Uh you you would do better uh leaving either the way you came in or coming with us on the passages. Where's your destination? I can show you the way back to a tunnel which will lead in your direction. But first, come. We need to parlay in the open. Um, This will be seen as an act of war if they find out you were involved. Um, They are certain to come after me and mine, uh, but we are ready for them if it comes to that. And this is the elves you speak of. The elves of Gilbrain will... It's the new elves. The ones that have tossed aside the ways of old. Um, come, come over here. Let, I'll, I'll tell you everything. And she goes and sits on top of the sacrificial table. For what is worth, brother, Filnir, I have told my lady that nothing less than full candor will... Gain your assistance. Yes. I know both of you well enough at this point to know that. Gentlemen, it's time you understood what's going on here. My lady, I'm all ears. When I... Do I see... I don't remember the exact conditions under which I saw Air Walter Faust there. Uh, It was when he... When he first picked up the thing. Yeah, it was before they came in, though, like before the torches went out and that changed the lighting in the room and all that kind of stuff, too. Right. And then he disappeared. So and Ionis also saw the stump as well. Right. So I'm guessing I think before I walked out of the room, like Filnir would sort of like look back and see if he still saw. Or Walter Faust. I mean, it could be that the conditions obviously are different, but yeah, you don't you don't see him. Uh, You saw him walk. Uh, toward the sacrificial table when you picked up the the uh the dowel. the the lead the lead dowel yeah yeah gentlemen how much do you know about the history of what you refer to as robert's gift and what we call the moonbrook palisades we know it was taken forcibly by the kingdom of hawk and that they recreate this what they think of as a celebration every time a new king a new robert hawk is crowned that's true that is and it's where we lived and yes. for them that is that is their great moment is when when they defeated the the last skeleton party that had remained at the palisades that is very true i, I mean before why we had settled there it seemed like there were sources of power there when we were there, yes. but I, I cannot speak to the history of it very well. Our our great king, King Grigley, the Witch King, he and his 
bride, Helspeth, the witch queen, they trapped a great evil there and sent it to the depths of the lake. That evil is what you know as Ehi. And Ehi remained with some level of of her power from before, but she is not cognizant of what she used to be. Uh, uh, she used to walk the earth, uh, not not as a not as a sea creature. And we aimed to keep the world safe from Ehi. And at some point, halflings discovered that there were things in the lake which were remnants of her power and the bindings that the elves put upon her, which also contained great power. And that's, that's Ladybone. And it was the halflings who wanted to drain the lake to make the ladybone easier to harvest. And we were against it. Monterre was for it. And the humans of Farron were for it, obviously. And we lost. And the inland sea was drained. And Ehi was even closer to the surface in a much smaller cage than she had ever been in. The elves that fled swore to come back. And they obviously never did. And these elves, these that are here, they want to make not only the ladybone more difficult to get, but they believe they have the power to kill Ehi. And they have been commissioning tunnels deep into lead veins. And they believe that when the sea reforms and it is full of lead, that it will somehow poison the great creature, Ehi. They do this not because they hate Ehi and not because they are afraid of her, but because they hate the power of chaos that is fueled by Ladybone. They believe that the progress that they have made by harnessing other things is the future of the world, and that they should be in charge of it. Does this comport to what you have heard of the lake and the Lady Ehi? Paints a better picture. We were only getting bits and pieces. Well, you're speaking to one of the oldest elves and one of the few who was there for the early days of Moonbrook. I obviously was not alive when Grigley and Helspeth uh, banished her to the bottom of the sea. 
but I was there as a protector, and I knew what our what our mission was. The young elves save two or three who are in the wilds now. They have no idea what Ehi, what danger Ehi was. Uh, nor do they understand the power of the Ladybone. So you're telling me that Grigley and Helspeth were married and ruled over these lands? Well, nothing as pedestrian as that, but yes, they were partners. We've we've run into both of them. Why yes. Why are they... What are they doing about this? Well, they're going about things differently than I am, obviously. Elspeth is off her rocker. When I spoke to her last, she was trying to interfere with, with the collection of artifacts that the Gilbrain elves were, are trying to do to fuel their dirty business. She believes that destroying these things outright uh, is a way to stop them, but I know differently. I know better. They, they will only make new ones. So how does one end this practice? Grigley seems to think there is nothing to be done, that all things will work themselves out. We have no part to play. Well... It all depends on if you believe Ehi will die. If the valley is flooded and she is poisoned with the lead, that obviously will take hundreds of years. Hundreds of years that the humans and the halflings of this valley do not have. And in that time, their own magic will be decimated. They fooled me because they convinced me in the beginning that Flooding the valley, if I made their light wells, would drown out and destroy the demons below. Yes, how does that not affect everything below? How is it that the water does not simply drain into the underdark? I think. I think. I think it will. I think it will. But up to a point only. These things will not happen in a night or a week. These things will happen in an era over many, many years. The half elf, you you might you might see it. My last here will certainly see it. His life will live many years past my own. Human Monteran, you will certainly not see it in your lifetime she snaps her fingers you might not know any difference between any of these outcomes except the flooding of the valley will kill many on the surface well I do know my actions today will affect those in the future so I try to make sure that I'm making the best decisions possible whether I'm here or not. Before we continue, what did you do to my brother? 
<laughs> well, I'm a different person now than I was when he was made. Irrelevant. I totally thought you were just going to end the episode right there, Tom. <laughs> and that's where we'll end. Uh, no, she'll 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 tell you she's she's not a, she's not ashamed of this. Um, your brother assaulted your brother assaulted my home. He was foolish. He came with fifteen halfling warriors. They climbed the bramble wall. We were preparing to launch a mission deep into the Underdark. And it was actually my eyes who was the last to fight him as a human. And you should be proud. He lasted for many minutes until... My heart and my fury and my sword and my courage and my first last all converged upon him and, and cut him down. And I walked out and I saw him. And before he died, he asked me, if I might give him the kind of power that I had given these other men. She looks up at my eyes and my eyes kind of like lowers his head. And he says, we should not have done it. And my heart says, but aren't you glad we did? He is now the hope for us all. And she says, yes, I agree. And we turned him, but I did not intend to have him be a, one of my retainers and we fought we went down deep into the depths and he was kept in a cage along with other younglings and we assaulted the underground city of bardur and we suffered unimaginable losses and i was killed and my fury says, worse than that, she was trapped in the warlock's jar of souls. Yes, yes, there were many souls in there with me. And those that remained launched a secret mission to save me and bring back my soul. Uh, Azir here had convinced them that they could make me whole again. And the only ones that made it back were my heart, my fury, and my eyes. My courage was cut down. My sword was killed first. And my last was evaporated by a spell of sunlight cast upon him. And so, you see, I cannot make new children. The hold that I had on the vampires that I had made in my life, it has gone as well. 
these men that you see here, they choose to be with me. I, I do not have the hold on them that I had in, 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 in life. May I speak, my lady? Of course, my last. So you see, brother, your question would have properly been addressed to me, and I can answer it fully. What has she done to me? She has believed in me. She has given me the opportunity to earn my place. She has loved me, brother. That is what this lady has done to me. And that's where we'll end episode 61 of Every War Must End, the Dungeon Dads podcast. Wow. Welcome to the era of my last. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Good times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. It is a lot. Well, let's go talk about it. Yeah, let's, let's talk about it. Let's I'm go ready, talk I'm ready to unpack right. a little bit. To all remind right. everybody, bonus episodes are on the Patreon. Come yep. join us over there. You can hear all yep. about it. Big happenings on the Discord, too. Uh, also, this is not the newest news by the time this comes out, but you can now rate shows in Spotify. So please, on your mobile device, if you're a Spotify listener, go hit that five stars for us. Five subscribes, five subscribes, baby. Five baby. subscribes, yeah. Never stop. Yeah, on Spotify. Subscribe it. That's right. <laughs> and you know what? Buy a t-shirt if you feel like it. We got some cool yeah. ones. Yeah. yeah. T-Public, baby. Yeah. Those Able shirts are going to be collector's items soon. <laughs> right. Maybe we'll have to take them off. Just, you know, limited <laughs> I release. Know. I don't want to take put them, them off. Put them back in the vault for a little while. Yeah. There yeah, you yeah. go. <laughs> no, we got new listeners. We got new listeners who are starting who are on episode 13. They're like, oh, I like these guys. <laughs> Links for everything in the show notes, as always. Yep. Check yeah, the show t- notes, and we'll see you on the next one. Toodaloo. Yeah, toodaloo, everybody. Toodaloo. Subscribe.